Hello and welcome to this week's episode where we're talking about hiring staff. This is a juicy one. So if you are thinking about hiring staff or you've hired staff many, many times and you just keep finding the wrong ones, keep listening because I've got some truth bombs to be dropping in this episode. So let's get into it. Welcome to the Rise of the Beauty CEO. I'm Jessica, your host, an excellent owner, a multiple six-figure business. I take you through the life cycle of buying, growing, and selling a beauty business today. I talk about real strategies to grow your business, helping you remove the overwhelm, bring you to a place of excitement for the balance of your business and your life. We talk about the real issues we go through as we step into the role of being the beauty CEO with strategies to build their foundations, moving you from full-time employee to full-time CEO and everything in between. Sit down, grab a coffee, grab a pen and paper, and let's get you inspired. Okay, so we have heard many times that staff are the pain to any business. And I really sympathize with people when they complain or they really share horror stories on social media about staff that they might have hired. Now, I'm not saying that my staff were 100% perfect, but I got some pretty good staff. And I really think it comes down to a few of these key things that I learned when hiring staff, but not just from hiring staff, just being a really decent human being and realizing that people are human as well and understanding that not everyone is going to be perfect. And that's okay because I know that I'm not perfect and I can't expect my staff to be perfect. Sure, I got frustrated. Sure, I would leave the salon sometimes and want to pull my hair out. But at the end of the day, I would always come back down to earth after I had had a hissy fit at my husband or trying to deal with a situation. And I really just had to come up with a solution. I'm sharing these six tips with you today, really to help you hopefully change your mindset about hiring staff and not listen to the negative Nancys that are over on Facebook and realize that everyone has their own journey and there's always two sides to a story and to not be scared about hiring staff members because really at the end of the day, the only way that you're going to grow your business is through staff because you cannot be sitting there 80 hours a week hoping to earn more money and to have more freedom because it's just not going to happen. Sure, if you want to just stay in your, you know, rent a chair and work the 30 hours or whatever you're doing, That's fine, but when it comes to the time where you want to step away, you actually want to go on holiday and not have to work your guts out when you come back to holiday to catch up with all the clients, staff are the way forward through all that. And also having staff is great to be able to bounce ideas off, ask people for their opinions and really grow as a person as well. You're not just growing them as a person or as a staff member, but you're growing in yourself and really becoming that mentor, becoming that ray of light to be able to help people achieve their goals as well. So really going into it with a real positive mindset will help you work through any issues that come up. So I just want to say that I am not a HR expert. I am not a, um, a recruitment agency or anything like that, but these are just my personal experiences that I came across while hiring people and also my frustrations at the advice I would get from other coaches that were trying to tell me to you know hire slowly and fire fast and I hate that saying you know when there was one coach that I would always talk to and her answer to everything was just fire her fire her and I'm like you can't just fire people in Australia we have a code of conduct we've got an award system that we need to um, abide by a modern award 
And it wasn't just as easy to fire people. You know, it might have been for her because she might have had casual staff. Even then, you can't just fire staff as casual. I wanted to play fair and I wanted to make sure that I had my I's dotted and my T's crossed. And I wasn't just going to be firing people willy-nilly in my business when I knew that hiring was difficult and the person that I was firing was a real person and have real feelings. This is what I've learned through hiring 30, 40, probably even more people in my time of running my business. So my number one tip is hire on personality. The amount of times that I would get women um, through with a resume that looked amazing, but their personalities just were not a right match for me and for my business and for my clients as well. There were many times that the girls were, one or two in particular I can think of, were highly qualified. They were more qualified than me, anyone in my business, but they just had this real cocky personality and they, I knew that they weren't going to mesh well with the staff or with the clients and they were going to be difficult to manage as well. So talking to them, asking what their goals were, asking what their inspirations were for being in the industry, I really took it on to not hire just from qualifications. I went on personality and how willing they were to listen, how willing they were to be truthful as well. I did have questions in my hiring where I would ask them, what are your goals in five years? Do you ever want to own a salon? Like what is it that you want out of being in the beauty industry? And I will admit there were some faces that were shocked when I asked those questions. And sometimes they would respond and I would lead them into, you know, do you want to own your own business? And I really loved hiring women that wanted to work for themselves, that wanted to own their own business. I did not shy away from that at all because I knew that if they wanted to own their own business, they're going to want to learn as much as they could from me. And they're going to want to take on as much responsibility because what better way to learn than onto someone else's time for me to pay them to learn how to run a business. And I was more than happy to do that because at the end of the day, it really did prove to me that these girls or women were willing to go the extra mile to learn what it takes to run a business. And I absolutely love that because at the end of the day, five years ago, I knew that I wanted to be mentoring. I knew that I wanted to be helping women take control of their life and start building their business because that's what I believe is freedom within our own lives, being able to dictate when we work and how much we earn. I love that. It gets me, gets me going. It gets me all excited and I cannot stop talking about it when someone meets me in real life and I talk their ear off about you know, how they can run their business and, and grow it. So number two, having clear guidelines and expectations outlined in a contract and policies. I cannot believe how many people would hire staff members and not have any expectations outlined. And that's when they come into trouble. Of course, with the experiences that I went through, I learned what I should have in a contract and what really didn't need to be in a contract. So within the first year of buying my business, I actually hired a HR manager to come out and walk me through what it was to take on clients and what I needed to have done. So she drew up all my staff contracts and really taught me what I needed on the HR side of things to be able to comply to hire staff members. And I'm not saying that everyone needs to do that, but I really wanted to hit the ground running and I wanted to do it right. I love rules and I like following the rules. So um, I did hire a HR manager. She came out to the salon and she walked me through everything and really educated me on what to expect with staff members. And that was really a great experience learning. And of course, I added to the contracts and I tweaked them a little bit as we went. 
But having these guidelines isn't controlling what is happening. It's actually setting, there's this word again, the foundations of what to expect from a staff member. And that staff member has every right to understand what she can expect from me or from you as her boss. And I found that these were such comforting guidelines and expectations when they were put down that the staff knew what their job was, what was expected of them. And then if something did go wrong, then they knew what the rule was and how to follow it. And I really had such great success. And I was able to communicate with my, especially my younger girls who were being hired for the first time and they didn't understand how things would happen. Just one instance, I had a young girl who was working for me and there was time marked out in her column for a meeting and she was freaking out. And she messaged me at home while I was at home. I had not been in the salon, so I didn't know that there was a meeting marked out. And she messaged me saying, Jessica, is there there a meeting with you? I'm really freaking out. I'm having high anxiety. And I messaged her back and I said, no, this that meeting's not with me. If there was going to be a meeting with me, you would have 24 hours notice. You would get an email from me. You would be able to invite somebody. This is not a reprimanding, you know, meeting. And I was able to calm her down because there was rules there. And in the end, the meeting was um, just asking how she was going and how she was settling into the salon. But I was able to remind her that, no, if that was going to happen, if there was something wrong, I would definitely let you know. And there were guidelines that I personally needed to follow and that she would need to follow as well. And that was able to calm her down. And when I went into the salon to speak to her, I you know, had a bit of a giggle with her and said, no, no, like it's all good. Even if there was a meeting with me marked out, it's not going to be like a headmaster telling somebody off. You know, This is an open environment. This is where we talk. This is where we communicate. And these are the guidelines to follow. I have to follow them just as much as the staff members do. And that really set up a healthy relationship for me being the boss and them being the staff member. Number three, which I actually bought into my salon and I want you to really take on board, is having a training program. I believe that every single salon needs to be their own beauty college because the girls coming out of college aren't going to be perfect. No one is going to be perfect working inside your salon because you do things differently and that's what makes you unique and that's what makes your salon stand out from someone else. So having this mindset where the girls need to know everything coming out of TAFE or coming out of beauty school is just unrealistic and I really think it's unfair. Yes, I know that we have to pay them at the award rate and we should be able to expect them to know a little bit. But really just coming to, there's that coming to Jesus moment where you have to understand that they're just not at the moment and that's okay. You can train them and you can mould them to what you want to be. So really having a training program set up for the first week, two weeks, a month in your business, it's definitely going to help you welcome this new staff member into your family and it's going to help them build a relationship, build trust and hopefully build respect for your business that you are training them in the processes, the way that you do things in your business. I definitely do not look at this as lost money. I look at this as just a cost of doing business. You need to be able to train your staff members. Why would anyone want someone working in their business that they haven't personally trained? I know I wouldn't, and I definitely know that I would rather train my staff members, show them the way that I do things and the way my clients expect things to be done, than have someone 
just doing their own thing at the table and hoping for the best. It really is not good business sense at all. So in my welcome kit that I had for every staff member that joined, one of the forms in there was a training program and we had everything listed down that we did in the salon. We had a note section as well. And then every day or week, we would walk them through, depending on how qualified they were, we would walk them through each item and I would actually get them to do three practices. One was um, me doing it on them or the manager or the, the person that was training in the salon. I actually started to farm these out to the girls as well. I had one girl in, um, in control of waxing, one girl in control of nails, and this actually built the relationship up with the staff members as well. But anyway, we had um, we showed them how to do it. So they watched us do it. They would do it on us and then they would do it on an actual client as well. And then we would start booking them in with paying clients. I never just stuck paying clients in with them straight away. There was always a training program put in place, whether that was one week, four weeks. I definitely spent time on training them. Also in this time, you're able to pick up anything that might concern you about them. And that is a great way to be able to uh, move them on quickly if they are just casuals and you're not comfortable with the way that they're doing things, their attitude, the way they're listening and the way that they're taking instructions from you and actually applying them in the salon. It's a really great way to be able to find that perfect staff member for you. So instead of just hiring them full-time straight away and then expect them to know everything, slowly bringing them into the business. So the next thing that I would do is set up weekly or bi-weekly meetings with the new staff members. So I constantly wanted them to be able to have a point of contact with me. Uh, me being the owner, obviously, I wasn't there every day. But when I did have a new staff member, I would make the effort to go in for an hour or two and just see them face to face and be able to ask them any questions, ask them how they're going, ask how the manager and them are you know, getting along and also ask the manager how they're going. So I would set these meetings up for the first three months. I would have them all weekly to bi-weekly depending on you know how comfortable the staff member was and really opening up that door of communication these meetings were either in a back room um, in the staff room or even outside we would go out for a coffee depending on what the weather was like but really wanted to open up that flow of communication I didn't want to be that intimidating woman that was the boss that came in and I repeatedly got told all the time that they were very much more comfortable talking to me than they were the manager so I actually thought that was a bit of a win. We did have to work a little bit on the communication as the team, but I wanted to make sure that they knew that I was the boss, but I also was approachable as well. At the end of the day, I was the head mentor. I was the one paying the bills and they were the ones that were working for me. Respect and commitment was actually repaid to me many times with lots of different staff members through the time of owning the business, which I really appreciated and I haven't forgotten. So the fifth thing that I would love to do and I found that staff really relished in was actually giving them responsibilities. So different members at different times through my time of owning the business had different responsibilities. One would be banking, one would be shopping, one would be the trainer, um, one would be writing blogs. Like I really gave each staff member, I tried to give each staff member something that they were in control of just to see how willing they were to take on responsibility, but also to make them feel part of the team. Because at the end of the day, running a business with a team 
everyone has to have their own part inside that ecosystem so that they can feel valuable and important to the business. Because really, at the end of the day, if one left, it did make a bit of a hole in the business and we would have to shuffle things around. So giving responsibility not only improved my life at home, but I felt that it actually improved their working life as well. Of course, we had issues. Of course, there were times where things would go wrong and they would get frustrated or they would not understand the way something was being done or they clashed heads in the salon because there was a power struggle or they were annoyed at me not rocking up on time. There were lots of different things that went wrong. But by having that door open of communication, I really was able to stay on top of any problems that were creeping up. And if they did creep up, then I was able to execute very quickly on them and figure out what was best for the team and what was best for me at the end of the day, because I was the one that had to keep the business running because it wasn't just my job that was on the line and my mortgage. It was, you know, five or six other girls that we had working for us at the same time. And I really instilled that into the team that the business had to continue on after they left. The girls understood, you know, there was no real malice in leaving and taking clients. Yes, it did happen where clients did leave and follow staff members, but there was no, I did not panic about it. The staff definitely panicked more than I panicked, but I knew that that was just the cost of doing business and I wasn't focused on what they were doing. I was focused on how to grow my business and how to keep it going because at the end of the day, That's all that mattered to me is that my girls had a job and an income every week and so did I. And my last tip, my sixth tip for today is take the leap and start before you're ready. This might sound like terrible advice, but it really is the best advice I can give because at the end of the day, the only way that you're going to know if this is the way that you want to, if this is the path that you want to go down is by doing it. You're going to learn how to place an ad. You're going to learn how to do interviews. You're going to probably tank on the first three and that's okay because at the end of the day, you are going to learn as you go and you've got lots of people to help you around you. Again, you've got me, you've got um, recruitment agencies that are out there that specialize in the beauty industry, or you've got associations that can help you with all the back end of how to hire a staff member. You know, you're not in this alone. The amount of times I would call the HABA, which is the Hair and Beauty Association, is ridiculous. I made sure that we were members of them almost every year and I would ring them and talk to them and I would ask for their advice on this situation might be creeping up. How should I how should I cope with it? And they would give me great advice and I was able to put many fires out before they even started just from having people that knew what they were talking about within the law and I was able to rely on them, which again wipes out that old saying of hire slowly, fire quickly. Because at the end of the day, we have rules and regulations that we need to abide by and hiring people and firing them just isn't as easy as someone standing over the top of you going, yep, just get rid of them. The amount of owners that I would talk to that were so stressed because that was the only advice that we're getting was frustrating. And that's why I had to step out of it and go, you know what, there's a better way. I've got to find that better way. And the better way to me is actually being a real human being. Another thing that I haven't put on the list for today, but I wanted to share with you is understanding that people need to take time off. I really didn't panic when staff would have to take the day off because I knew that humans get sick. Humans need time off. They need rest. You know, if my staff had to take a day off, they had to call me. A lot of them would just text through, but They would have to call me and say, I'm not coming in today. I'm not well. 
great, no worries. I did not ask them for doctor's certificates. I did not put pressure on them that they'd have to make up the time the next week. It was, that's fine, you're sick, you need to take a day off. Now, if they did take two to three days, mainly three, yes, we would ask for a doctor's certificate at that point. But before that, I really did not want the pressure of them having to stress that they have to take the day off and that's going to annoy me or I'm going to get mad. I really wanted them to understand. And there were times where my girls would get gastro and they would have to take a week off. And you you know what? Yeah, it's tough. But the other girls always stepped up. And I really wanted to highlight that because it was a team effort. And I would say to them, she's having a week off. She's having four days off. She's sick. But know that when you get sick and you need that time off, she's going to be there. And she's going to be the one working and I'm going to be the one working. And we're going to be getting through this together because you deserve the same time off she's getting to be able to recover without the stress of worrying what's going on at the salon. Because at the end of the day, that worry is my worry. And I didn't want them to carry that burden on at home. And and I'm sure some of them did because they were good girls. So I'm sure some of them were freaking out that they're taking some time off. And I was like, don't worry about it. I don't need to know. If you're sick, you're sick. It's fine. And I trusted them. And I can tell you that one or two of them might have got drunk the night before and took the day off. But again, that's their choice. It's not up to me to dictate to them how they take their days off. If they were allocated time off, then that's that's up to them. And I really feel having that outlook on the way that I treated my staff helped me keep my staff for so long. I had multiple girls longer than five years because I really did respect them as people and I understood the needs of life and what life can throw at you at times. So my advice is just to be a real human being and sympathize with people. You will, you, you will be able to weed out the bad ones. You will see who is the one taking you for a ride. And you know what? Even if you don't and they do take you for a ride, pick up your head and keep walking because that is what, at the end of the day, that's their own thing that they need to worry about. Or again, you need to focus on is how you do with it in yourself. And the best way to do that is with a calm head to understand that they obviously aren't for you and that you need to keep going for your own goals. Because at the end of the day, if you start to get distracted with the drama and the nastiness that can happen, it's only going to bring you down and you will not be able to get out of it as easily. Anyway, if you loved these tips, let me know by reaching out on Instagram at Jessica underscore Kidna underscore beauty CEO. And hopefully I've given you some inspiration to be able to go after your dreams and hire some staff to help grow your business. Are you frustrated about where to focus your time in growing your business? Dreaming about being able to work on the business instead of in the business? Gosh, I don't know how many times I heard that saying while I was deep in my salon. I get it. I was there and I was able to move from employee to CEO. I've now developed a roadmap for you, which shows you the exact steps I took to grow the business and finally step away. I've made it super simple and easy to follow. It's called the Foundation Roadmap. It takes the confusion out of where to start and it sets you on the path of growing your business to be able to be a client magnet on autopilot. All you need to do is go to jessicakidner.net forward slash roadmap and download your copy today. 
Thanks for joining me on today's episode. If you enjoyed this episode, make sure that you are subscribed. And if you really love this episode and really believe in the cause of the rise of the beauty CEO, you know how important reviews are. I would love it if you left a review, letting other people know that they should be listening to the rise of the beauty CEO to help them with their business journey, their personal life and their mindset. Have a beautiful day and I'll speak to you soon.